Hello and welcome to this episode of Akili Afya podcast. My name is Naha, I'll be your host today and I'm really delighted uh, today to have a guest. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes or our trailer, kindly go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, but for today, I'd like to welcome you all wherever you are in the world and to join us and um uh, I, I it's my hope that through this podcast you may grow in your mental health positively that is and i'm really excited today to introduce uh, my guest um we come from way back <laughs> um um yeah and I'll, i'll i'll introduce him and i'll ask him to introduce himself actually um then we can get into the topic right for today yes hi everyone my name is Stanley Rwanda very commonly known as Mr Rwanda uh i'm a, te- a teacher by profession I've been teaching for almost 10 years now and uh i love what i i have seen and what i've gone through as i teach and i have come to love and to have passion for little kids and just making a difference in their lives mm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really delighted because he's been my teacher in high school and um through his assistance and just friendship we've we've gotten really far in in our growth and I'm really grateful for that. So today we we're going to be talking about mental health from an educator's perspective and that's why I asked Mr. Rwanda to come here. And um so um mental health what comes to your mind when you hear this topic being brought up there's several things that uh, i always think about when i hear mental health and uh, from my perspective not from the probably a medic's perspective i would say mental health would always have to do with uh either a peaceful mind or a disturbed mind that is what i would simply say is mental health mm-hmm. yeah okay um it's funny how you you said it's not from an medic's perspective uh so what perspective have you seen mental health in like uh what 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 approach has it been presented before you in reality in life be it through experience or anything there is a state of mind that we expect each and every person to have mm-hmm. that state when when you listen in quotes to yourself you mm-hmm. feel peaceful you feel like all around you is happy is good mm-hmm. and uh you're happy just mm-hmm. in simple terms mm-hmm. but sometimes comes to a point in life when you feel like your mind is disturbed you have a lot of thoughts that are not settled you have things that when you sit down to think about you feel like something is missing i need to do one or two three things or this was done to me and uh i'm not happy at all whenever you 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 try probably to uh settle down and do something there's something constantly in your mind that mm-hmm. tells you you're not okay you're not fine mm-hmm. sometimes you try to fake it but you you're not sometimes you do not succeed to do it mm-hmm. so mental health 
in my teaching and uh, in my teaching experience i have come to find that students in different ways in different pla- from the different places they come every student has something that they yearn to achieve and there are others who may never achieve it because probably one or two three things are not right with them mm. and you find their mental stability affects their performance in school mm-hmm. yeah okay um so you've been in the class setting mm-hmm. i know you've also been able to interact with the whole um online kind of setup um would you say there's a difference in terms of teaching physically and online there's a uh, quite a big difference physically you're able to read students emotions mm-hmm. from their faces just by looking at them just like a phone call mm-hmm. when i make a, a phone call i can hear whether you're happy or you're not i can tell if you understood what i said or not i can tell if you've accepted what i said or not but if i send you a text I may never know. You you can reply but I may never know unless I read the the, the the maybe I read in between words and see this guy probably could not be happy because of what I know him. Mm-hmm. When you do it online, you only able to interact with their voices unless you have their faces sometimes which most students do not show. Mm-hmm. I have been teaching online for 2 years now to students in the states. Mm-hmm. And uh most students would prefer to do text than to do audio or to do video. Mm. So in that way you may not be able to to say that this student is okay or not. I've had cases that, uh, from students those who've been able to open up that will tell you like you say a quest- you ask them a question like how have you been? How are you doing today? I'm okay. Just struggling with these assignments. I'm just stressed up. I'm preparing for deployment. and I'm preparing for divorce too so everything is just upside down yeah. that's just one in a million that may open up yeah. but many online will not tell you what their problem is and it may be a one touch lesson one hour and you never meet that student yeah. but physically probably a student you can tell this is a disturbed student form yeah. the way they, they they look from their appearance Mm-hmm. Um and 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 right there um as you said uh, in in a physical setup you're able to read the emotions of the students their behavior on a particular day um have you been able to detect such kind of changes in in students during any of your lessons physically Yes uh let me speak this from uh, the teacher's perspective mm-hmm. we sometimes come to class to bulldoze students mm-hmm. we coming to teach empty vessels we coming to teach teenagers mm. and there's that mind of almost every teacher not every teacher mm-hmm. that students are always wrong and the teacher is always right and sometimes we have misjudged students behavior because we've not taken time to understand who the students are and what probably they could be going through mm-hmm. and you find like you speak you you're teaching and a student probably does something that disrupts the lesson or something and the next cause of action is to punish the student mm-hmm. and you punish you notice that the behavior doesn't change that tells you there's something 
that is uh, more than just what you see that could be disturbing the student. Mm. So if you took time, you would be able to tell. And uh, in my interaction with students, I've realized there are two major things mm -hmm. that affect students. Mm -hmm. One is depression. Mm. Depression comes from two quarters, no, three quarters. Let me give them three quarters. One is from the family. We have so many students in class there who are just seated, trying to learn, but at the same time figuring out what's happening at home because probably their parents could be separating mm. or it could be a violent family mm. or maybe, especially girls, a girl is being abused by a family member, mm. a father, a close member, of the, a friend of the family or something. And when they sit down, to learn. I'm assuming now you have a student sitting down in class mm -hmm. who's been abused mm -hmm. by a dad or something and looks at a male teacher standing in front. Their mind will always draw them to this is a man and takes back them back to, to the family setup and they remember how they've been abused and you become irrelevant in that lesson and you never know. So they may misbehave Sometimes unintentionally, because mm. it's unconscious, mm. but it's because of something that happened to her from the home. So sometimes we have students who are depressed a lot. I mean, they may never open up to people because their families are not stable. Families are breaking up. Mm -hmm. Probably people are abusing that student. Or this student could be also disturbed or depressed because of peer pressure. There is mm -hmm. always a want to fit in. Mm -hmm. And when you fail to fit in, you feel like you're an outcast. You feel like you're rejected by your friends and your peers. And sometimes you get into doing something that is not right just because you want to fit in and it will keep on disturbing you and haunting you for some time. So that is one of the things that may cause depression to the student. And uh, sometimes uh, this student could also be depressed because of the school expectations. And this is what I would probably say it may be depression or stress. There's a lot of school work to do, a lot, a lot of homeworks to do, which may cause fatigue. Or there's a lot of expectation from students. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Would you like to tell me some of the expectations that you feel you as teachers or as as people generally heap on students which may be contributing to some of these mental problems? Thank you. Maybe probably before I talk about expectations, mm -hmm. I would want to finish up on the depression. I said there are three quarters. Mm -hmm. One is depression caused by family. Mm -hmm. Probably because of one, separation of parents, or two, abuse by a close family member. Mm -hmm. That could be, I think that's the worst case I've encountered. Several cases from students of, that have been abused by their fathers or their mothers. Sometimes mothers are very harsh to their daughters. Mm. To some extent, you feel like, am I really your daughter? Or are you really my mother? Or some point, a family 
has uh, separated and your dad has gotten to another woman mm-hmm. or your mother has gotten to another man and probably if your daughter and you are with your mother and another man has come into your mother's life mm-hmm. and that man starts abusing you mm-hmm. or even doing some uh, some things that may tell you that or hint to you that this guy has bad intentions towards me mm. that really throws away kids they throw them off balance so there is one family matters including separation and abuse and two mm-hmm. they want to fit in by every student that's teenagehood and i want to belong i want to be part of uh kinanahashi's group i want to do what they can do mm. but i'm very sure deep within me it's not what i want mm. but i want to do it because i don't want to look like nikonyuma or something like that Fear i want to of missing out yeah i don't want to miss out mm. so you get into it you get deep into it and then you start regretting mm. and depression kicks in mm. unannounced and uh still on the same mm. it could be also abuse by friends these little little relationships that these kids have I've never blamed them for having relationships. Mm. But sometimes because of the stage they get into heights that they cannot turn back. And when there is a little disappointment they're not able to cushion it. Mm. And that again is a cause for depression. depression. Mm. And you find Nahash is my boyfriend. Mm. And Nahash is smiling around with some girl at the dining or in class. Mm. And I get disturbed. Again, my concentration goes away. Mm. And that will disturb me until I'm sure that Nahash is not actually dating another girl, they're just friends mm. or Nahash is dating. And it may take a while before you actually make that conclusion. Yeah. So you'll be disturbed the whole that, time. Yeah. And you realize that uh it is teenagehood where jealousy is at the highest uh, highest too mm. because uh i don't want to share nahash i don't want to share mm-hmm. nahash i don't want to 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 share my girlfriend with someone else you see mm. so again such kind of things really do not allow them to concentrate so sometimes get they get into relationships and they get abused in those relationships they go into heights of even having sex They, it starts haunting them today this boy has done this to he, to her and mostly mm. it affects the girls because they give their all mm. and when the boys now of course most boys at teenagehood mm. may be just wanting to experience life mm. and this girl thinks this is now my lifetime boyfriend mm. my forever you see mm-hmm. but then when it gets to a point the boy just does whatever he wants the girl again is destabilized So mostly those things can happen. You find friends also, not even boyfriends mm-hmm. or girlfriends, friends can abuse a person. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be a topic for some other time. So back to the expectation. I said the first thing is depression and the second one is stress. Of of course stress it could be the lowest form of depression. Mm-hmm. But if it gets to high heights then it becomes depression. And uh, at school most students are stressed because of two things according to me. Mm-hmm. One is school work. Mm. 
Of course, there are those students who do not want to be at school at all. That in itself is stress. There are those students who do not like a particular st- school and they are already there. Mm. That in itself is stress. Particular subject. Yeah. There are those who do not like a particular teacher. Mm. There are those who do not like a particular subject. There are those who don't like some students in their class. So that is has to do with the school setup. Mm. But the school work now when it comes to I'm taking 11 subjects and by evening every teacher has given me an assignment mm. and I have to do everything before morning. Mm. I only have three hours of preps. I also mm. want to go to the field to play. Mm. I have to eat in between here. Mm. I have to wake up probably and do the work. So that too much work heaps up into fatigue and students will probably be sleeping in the class always. So the other thing is too much expectation. The school expects you to get an A. Your parent expects you to give back a grade that is equal to the money they've paid. Mm. No one expects less than an A. Mm. They have pressure on you to get that A. Mm. You yourself, you have aspirations. There's something you want to achieve. And you set a goal. And when you fail to achieve that goal, it's stress. So all these expectations mm. sometimes can make you even fail to achieve any of them because you're not yourself. You know, when you give someone a room to do something by themselves, they really do it very well. When you tell them what to expect, it becomes very hard to execute. You see? Mm. So these expectations sometimes do not work very well with students. And there are things that have caused fatigue to students. They've caused stress. And uh, so there are three stakeholders, the parent, the student, the teacher. Mm. And these are the only people that can help these students uh, go around their depression and stress issues. Um, let me just come in and ask if, if you've realized all these things happening while they were happening. Um, and okay, you've realized. So... What next? As, as a teacher, first of all, you've gone to class. There's this certain student who today, there's some, there must be something wrong. I will approach it from what I have done. These things are not only what I have observed. It's what I have personally encountered with students mm. for those who've managed to open up to me. And many have never had the intention to open up. Mm. I took my initiative to find out from a student. Mm. Man, something is happening in you. Do you think you can share? No, I don't want to share. I'm a fine teacher. Then I will persist another day. I think we need to talk. And sometimes casual talks let students open up more mm. than even those serious office setups where you call the student tell them, I want you to tell me what's happening in your life. They will never speak. Mm. And they will never speak even if you approached them unless they have seen that you're a person they can confide in. Mm. You're a person they can speak to. So most students want to speak out, but they don't know who to speak to. Mm. Most of them want help, but they don't know how to seek. They don't know who to ask for that help. Mm. Because the teacher thinks this is a bad student. Very bad. By the way, we have sometimes <laughs> punished or classified some students as just, maybe let me call it that big term evil. But we never took time to understand what was going on in their lives. 
back at home mm-hmm. mtoto anachapwa kama mbwa at school when i come with my stresses and they sometimes cause me to misbehave again i made to uproot a full tree a 20 years grown tree and then my students or my friends think that i'm not a good boy so where do i run to left right i feel like i'm pressed mm. so sometimes it becomes very hard there are only a few things that i think could help students overcome their depression overcome their stress or they have a fatigue and uh i think one would be to speak to someone mm-hmm. to seek help it may not be what every student wants to do but sometimes you find it's what may help because while you are alone what happens is you get into deep thoughts no you don't speak it out to to another person your subconscious mind registers it is always there it's reminding you what's happening in your life and that is what slowly kills your mental stability yeah and you get into depression unknowingly there are people, many people by the way who are depressed but they don't know So seek help. Look for someone that looks approachable. Tell them. If you have a close friend, sometimes even your own brother, your sister, or your age mate, they offer good help. Speak to them. If you're in depression and you're not at school or you're even at school, don't have the temptation of staying alone because mawazo itakukula. Mm. Get into some group, get into some something do something be busy mm. get into some group speak to people you may not tell them your problems but at least they help you to release some pressure mm-hmm. in schools we have counselors but again not every counselor will be a counselor to a student mm. every person has a a favorite mm. and that person is the only person you can speak. they may never offer help but when you speak out you feel like there's a whole load that has been uh taken off you speak out to someone tell them what you're going what you're going through and if they share the experience probably it will be a learning point or you may notice that you're not the only one who is going through it and then you'll know or someone will give them you you their perspective of life and what they think you can do to overcome it and that will be important mm-hmm. to know who you are Mm-hmm. and what you can i'm speaking in terms of school work and expectations you cannot scratch where you don't reach if you know i'm not good in maths accept but do everything to make sure you can mm-hmm. don't kill yourself because simply you cannot pass if you have tried and you've done your best all you can and you know this is my best i don't think there's need to be stressed because one we get stressed when we do not live who we are mm. we live who people want us to be mm. someone thinks i'm a very good boy and mm-hmm. a very good girl and i want to behave to impress them you'll impress them but you'll not impress yourself mm. and you remain to fight with yourself the other person will go away people will judge you people will speak about you they will say all sort of things but at the end the buck stops with you it's you 
Do I know who I am? Do I know how much I can do? Do I know what I cannot do? In simple terms, be honest to yourself. Treat yourself as you, not as what other people want you to be. Mm. And that stress will go away, by the way. But you know, sometimes the people who mm-hmm. are just simply stressed because of what people, the society expects, and we have simply lived a life that we may look at and we fail to appreciate. Mm. Because that's not yours. Yeah, because we expected people to appreciate us. And this is what social media is teaching us. That if I throw my photo out there and someone tells you, you look very sharp, then that's who I am. Mm-hmm. If they say, ah, my friend, where did you collect this one? Yeah. You feel like, oh, Kumbi, I'm not so beautiful, I'm not handsome. And you get stressed because you want to approve of people. Mm. It has to start with us. And uh, to do with fatigue, this, of course, has to fit very well with students. Just rest. That little time you have, go rest. And then do your work at the time you know you can work best. Don't do at the time that Nash does his mm. work. Nash and Zakua, he works best at midnight. Mwingine, mm. he can only work at 4 p.m. after classes. Then attack kufanya assignments and kulala. So just take enough rest. And then do when you know you can do. Accept, appreciate, and love yourself. When it comes to the educator's point of view, mm. which was just about to ask, actually. Uh, yeah, that is for the student. Mm-hmm. The educator or the teacher, mm-hmm. there is only, I'll talk about just three things. Pay attention, listen to the students. Sometimes, even they, they, they show like they want to fight with you. And that could be a very good point to know because there are these students who are very angry all the time, mm. just angry at mm-hmm. everything. They are just hateful to almost every other teacher or every other thing that you do. Instead of feeling like this is a student against me, just feel like you should look at it as a, this is a student struggling with something that I probably can help or I can refer for some help from some other quarter. So listen, pay attention to the students. Mm. Observe them, learn them. Two, gauge your judgment. There are also teachers fighting with issues. And when I'm fighting with my issue and the student is fighting with the issues and we meet, we clash. Mm-hmm. family. I'm just annoyed. Nikuji in class and you're there, you're sleeping. I fail to probably think the student may not have slept at night because something disturbed the student. Maybe I'm to to visit at school, you know, mom and dad are no longer together. You, you, you remember you left them processing papers of, for divorce? You know they've uh, succeeded and the court cases. It, it, it's done and they are separate. And at night now, you're all thinking now, how will my life be afterwards? Maybe I'm left with my mother. How will my dad treat me afterwards? Mm. You see? So take time to understand them. Be firm, of course. You can't let them control the class. Every person has an issue. But the moment that a student realizes you're concerned with their issues, 
they may even work better in your class or mm. in another person's class. Just gauge your judgment. Know when to do what to a, against, uh, to a student or when not to. And last, look for signs of depression. Every teacher has done education psychology. Mm-hmm. And they can tell when you are stable or not. Because mental health has to do most probably a lot with psychology. Mm. If I'm able to detect you are not stable, then I will help you. I can tell there's something disturbing you or this is just your innate nature. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see. But if I'm not able to tell that, then it's good always to look for signs. Students sleeping in class, students staying alone or keeping off other students, students always having some reason to explain about their failure to do something, students who are angry at all the times. Yeah. Anger issues, we cannot say it's just a personality. Mm. There are anger issues that are caused by stress. You realize when you are stressed, at times there are things that just aggravate you. Mm. Like they touch you, no shower. <laughs> you unconsciously, mm. even in your responses, you are rude. Unknowingly, just rude. Those are pointers that a student could be stressed or a student may be going through something. So such kind of signs plus many more that we may look at mm. will help you as a teacher to help the students overcome their mental issues. So, in conclusion, what would be our take-home message? Mental issues are very common. We cannot do away with them. Every day is a decision-making day. Every minute we make a decision. And most of these, these decisions are decisions geared towards success for life. Mm. And... Uh, because the only push that we have in life, why do we live anyway? Mm. <laughs> You're born, you go to school, then after school, get a job, then after job, make money after making money, buy your posh car, buy your house. Mm. Then after that, you marry, after marrying, get kids, then become a grandfather and die. Mm. Every person, uh, Aristotle talks about the goal of life as happiness. And every little thing we do is to make us happy. So if something comes contrary to that, it will give us stress to make us depressed. And we're competing for very little resources, which every person wants to get them, but they're not enough. So if we recognize that we only have a part to play for our happiness, then we'll be happy. It will be always through us to work around them. And if there are issues that we cannot probably help ourselves in, 
Let's seek for help from other people. Let go let us go and talk to a person we know can help us. They will help us to help ourselves. No one can take you out of your stress by the way. I can only give you to give you pointers to what can help you be happy. Students have a lot of issues at their very age nowadays and with the society we're living in they might be going through bigger things than adults are going through. So if we were to listen to them, appreciate them, show them the way, candidly and in love, we will be helping them. Mm. And of course, it is okay not to be okay, but we have to to want to be okay so that we are okay. Isawa kutokuwa sawa bora unataka kuwa sawa kila mtu wana try to mseo siwari juu hii maisha huwa na mapanda shuka it's okay to cry for help to make those steps towards happiness everybody's just winging it and life you feeling it to get the playing the game of life ni sawa kutokuwa sawa bora unataka kuwa sawa kila mtu wana try to mseo siwari juu maisha huwa na mapanda shuka it's okay to cry for help to make those steps towards happiness everybody's just winging it how life you feeling it to get the playing the game of life